Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday, October 26th, right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you, as always, and we're about to dive into a massive preview of a big, big meet at Goulburn tomorrow. The final, of course, the Group 3 Goulburn Cup. It's worth $40,000 for the winner. And then, of course, the Goulburn Fireball for the short course chases over 350 metres. And there's no better man to walk us through all the action on a big, big week for him as well than the president of the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club in Gary Clark. And I say good morning to you, Gaz. Yeah, very good morning, Simon. Yeah, it all comes together tomorrow, doesn't it? Well, we find out uh, the two winners. Uh, been long discussions, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks. We've got a, a real classy field for the cup final. And as far as the fireball goes, I think it might be heading down to Victoria. Hey, before we dive into the previews, Gaz, I mentioned it just off the top. A big week for you, my friend. Uh, for those listening, 40 years of calling the Cup. And I'd like you to just go through some of the best memories, mate, over the years, because I'm sure you've seen some wonderful things down there at Goulburn. Yeah, Simon, um, it's been a fairly busy week, I think, through the media with that. I didn't expect, uh, with all the uh, the feedback that I've got, it's been quite overwhelming. So I certainly got to thank uh, everyone with all, all their comments and and best wishes and thoughts that have particularly gone up on the uh, the dog side Facebook. So, uh, great opportunity to thank everybody for that. It's more than appreciated. Looking forward to it. 40 years. Um, yeah, been a golden 43. But I've uh, calling coming up to call 40 of them. Just uh, a couple of them down there. Uh, there's been some really good memories. I think my favourite one undoubtedly was a dog that I really had a great liking to. Really enjoyed calling during his career. Back in 2014, was natural player for Mark Wilcox. It's just one of those dogs. Sometimes it's always great to call the good dogs. But sometimes you, in your calling career, and I know a lot of callers would say to any of the three codes, sometimes you just enjoy calling, you know, one or two of those special uh, greyhounds or horses. And uh, I really enjoy with natural player. Of course, he won the Golden Cup. He won a grand of the year. He held track records. He just one of those really enjoyable uh, greyhounds to call. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, going back a little bit further, 2007, 2008, with Awesome Hustler, for young uh, trader Steve Conkollix. He's not training anymore, but uh, it was a great story for, for him to come back and win that uh, second cup with Awesome Hustler. He was a really good dog. He also held a track record at the time. And even going back, I remember my very second call going back to 1982 with Speedy LaRue for Pat and Carmel Gamage, who I was friends with. They, uh, they trained at Botany here in Sydney at what well, a massive odds, the young dog at about 40 to 1. And uh, I remember calling that um, McGillicuddy in 84 for, for Johnny Mooney. And of course, uh, the old was Christine and Ronnie Oldfield in November Prince. They went back to back cups. Remember that very clearly in 85 and, uh, and also uh, 86. And more so just recently uh, with the two wins of, of Wow, that was, uh, was really memorable too. And especially last year too, with some good friends of mine, John and Kath Mellon with Nolcat Big Boy. I think it's been well documented that after what they went through with uh, nearly losing their, their home and even their dogs with the bushfires here a few years ago, and I know some of the health issues they've had to push through, and um, that was a very emotional win for them. So, yeah, some good memories there, Simon, over uh, 40 years, and who knows what lies ahead tomorrow. Yeah, well said, Gaz, an encyclopedia of knowledge down there at Goulburn, and tomorrow we write another chapter in what has been a memorable journey for you and for the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club. Let's turn our attention to the two big features, race six and race eight on the card, respectively. We'll start with the fireball, Gaz, and there's been a key scratching earlier this week. Anthony, as a party, has taken out Renegade Coaches from box two. He's got the favourite at the moment in Packham Silk. I guess the obvious question is, can anyone 
outrun Packham Silk as? Well, I don't think so, to be truthful, uh, Simon. I, I just think that his reliability of box rise and that brilliant acceleration he's got after about two or three strides. We saw it last week in the heat off the fall. Uh, you know, they've they only gone a couple of strides. He's a length in front of what was a, a straight line behind him, and he just puts them away through the first corner. And uh, looking at that last week, we can see why, because he equaled the uh, the first section record there on the rocks, uh, held that, or still does, shares it with him now at 6.26. And, of course, on the rocks also won the uh, fireball when she uh, ran that time back in 2020. So... To give you an idea how quick this greyhound is, he's had 15 starts, 10 wins, four minors. Anthony set this greyhound a couple of months ago for the race. He brought him up last month, gave him a look at the track on three occasions. He won two of them, 1965 and 1974. He's improved on that last week, 1958. Clearly the best of the heats. Uh, and as I said, it's just that brilliant acceleration out of the box. And he's just so reliable. He just doesn't miss it. Uh, I, I, look, there's not a great deal of speed probably a, around him that can go as quick as him in that first 20 metres. Uh, the likes of Clara Chance, Armitry Cash, they've got the speed and they can run good sections, but it takes them about 30 or 40 metres to find that pick-up speed. I think Pack and Silk will be off and gone by then. I just think he wins. Uh, Clara Chance, one or two runners the Bradens have got in. It'd be a good story if they could get home. They've been great supporters of the club over a long, long time, even in the old days with the non-tabbers on the Saturday. They've got a very, very good bitch in Clara Chan. She's had a, a marvellous career, great record. She's got the speed. She's run 6.35 last week, but it's still a length and a half slower early than Packham Silk. Uh, but, you know, if the favourite misses it, they're riding with a great chance, Clara Chance. And best ever off the one box. You can't knock him. He might be the forgotten dog. If anything goes wrong at the, the start or early with these favourites out wide, he came into their series best ever with some great fall on the back of about five straight wins in Musselburgh, Goulburn and Maitland. And uh, he ran second to Clara Chance, ran it to a half length last week. So he's not far, far behind that dog. And he's positioned beautifully to get a great run. And, you know, and then you've got the likes of Armitry Cash with Peter Galagiani and even Darius Express, the other Braden runners. It's a, it's a hot field, as the fireball indicates, Simon. It should be a speed race, and it is. But I think Anthony has a party. It was already won it back in 2018 with Moody on all when it run a race record. I think he might be getting his second fireball. Yeah, we tend to agree with you, Gaz. The dogs have Pack and Silk on top from best ever. Clara Chance and Darius Express, a couple that you've mentioned there. It's a nice honour roll for the fireball, even though the race is still pretty much in its infancy. Gaz, of course, Lisa Worthy with Apollo Speed won the race last year. A litter brother to Clara Chance. Uh, Ray and Sharon Webster won the race with Father Rick. You mentioned on the rocks with Donna Campbell and Anthony has a party, has already won it as well. Neil Staines won the race with Spider's brother back in 2016 for the first time. $25,000 is a nice little chunk of change for a race like this. Gaz, do you think that's um, maybe best reflected of the way the Greyhound industry is going now with a lot more emphasis and prize money going into these shorter course races? Oh, definitely, Simon. It, it, it's a race we started, you said, back in 2016. It's a Actually, a race I put towards the board. I said, look, you know, we need a supporting race for the Cub. We, we need to really boost our Cub day up and end up coming up with a fireball. And we uh, inaugurated that back in 2016, as you said, with Spider's brother winning it for, for Neil Staines. And it stayed there for a couple of years at 5,000. And it really had really strong support with some classy short courses. So 
we up the ante to $10,000, and I think we got it to 15, and then the last couple of years, uh, we increased it even further to 25. And um, look, it was going to go to a group three this year, but uh, because of the uh, the group level and the, the change of level and prize money as of July 1st, it had to remain as a listed race, but we're certainly looking to try to get it to that group three standing, and it's worthy of it now, I think. Um, the, the class dog that we've been getting over the last few years for this race uh, I think warrants, you know, the increase the prize money and particularly the level it is at the moment. I think about three years ago, we nearly upstaged the cup. It was that good. And, you know, we even saw more source last year, break the track record, although beaten his favourite in the uh, in the final. Uh, as we said, on the Rocks won at 2020. And four weeks later, she went down and qualified for the Group 1 Sapphire Classic at Sandown. So, you know, we, we've had some classy uh, dogs go through this. A lot of them couldn't win it. They got beaten. But there's been some hot races. Uh, Sweet City Woman in 2019, and she's turning out to be a good breed bitch. So it's got a pretty good honour roll. Yeah, you're spot on. You're listening to the voice of Gary Clark, Golden Greyhound Racing Club president. He's going to be calling the big one tomorrow. We talk about the Golden Cup race eight on a stack program down there. The the program itself kicks off just before three o'clock. But race eight on the card, it's 5.17, a group three event. It's worth 40 grand over the 440-metre trip. Uh, a really intriguing race, guys, of course. Andy and Jody Lord with three runners, including the current favourite, Nanga Larry, who was the subject of massive support last week. Zipping Novak for Jason Magri, who's been on fire, as has the kennel at the moment. Uh, Jason Magri, absolutely in superb form. What do you make of this final field? We haven't even mentioned Quantifiable, who's been so consistent this year for Chris O'Brien. Yes, yeah, Simon, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a race of speed, and the sections indicate that. And I've said before, the section of the goal and play a very, very big part. Uh, particularly the second split, uh, and that's just on normal races, but more so when we get to this level. And we see it in all the feature races over time. And if you look at their first section, there's only about a length, a length and a half covers probably six of the eight runners to the 350 boxes, but then it takes on a whole new dimension. From the 350 to the first corner is when a lot of these speed dogs really start to pick up the speed and the acceleration is there. And this is where the sections become very, very quick. Now, we've got five of the runners where there's only a half length between between them in that second split, and they're quantifiable, Nangar Jim, Coy Model, Zipping Novak, and Nangar Larry. But the big shock last week was Kenya Smurfett. She ended up running 10.65, which you know is getting quicker than what Wow and Ad Astra, who held that second section record. I mean, yeah. that was just a hot run it, it, to the first quarter. She was a real surprise, and of course, unfortunately, she wiped out fire hose of Victoria, and she couldn't get around the circle, but she ended up qualifying when that gave one high band at the miracle run into the race and uh, he got the prize. But look, she's probably a good length and a half quicker than the other five. Now, the seven box, she's going to get a lovely run down the outside, so she could nearly lead these. But then the congestion starts with the other five runners in that first corner. So box positions play an important part. I think Nangar Jim is a, a hot young dog with brilliant early speed. He's had his two runs there. He's had that trial. He ran 10.80 second split in the trial, 10.76 last week. He can get a little bit quicker. I think if he can hold Kenya Smurfit out, and he all but cleared Corn model last week, if he does at the first corner, he probably beats it, but they had a terrific duel thereafter, Corn model getting the prize only just by a neck on the line. So I think he can nearly lead. Quantifiable gets a lovely cosy run the inside, but I think she has to lead to beat him, and that could be problematical. Coin model, she's going to be a lot of traffic early, so she's really going to have to work. And then it comes back to Zipping Novak. 
when I saw the box draw, I immediately thought that he could win the race. I just thought the three dogs on his inside were going to come out that quickly. Scorching Boy won't be going to go to early speed. So I think Dipping Novak just get the clear run in that first 40, 50 metres, which will be vital. Now, he can run 10.78 to the, the first corner also. So he's going to be handy. If he's within three lengths of him out of that first quarter, he's run 13.53 home, which is absolutely huge. I mean, he can sustain that speed and then increase it at the end. He's such a strong dog. He's a powerful dog. He's already been in three group finals. He ran third in the Gosford Cup, second in the Bullock Cup, won the Richmond Derby. Now he's in his fourth group final. He can run time. Like, he, he's run under a tenth outside Wales track record last week, 24-27. Outstanding. I just think he gets away with his dipping Novak. I think he can win. Now, in saying that, you would have to bring Nangar Larry into the, into the equation too. He's run 10.79 to the first uh, corner. But he's run 13.50 coming home too, which is outstanding. But I just don't know whether he's going to get the luxury of the run tomorrow that he got last week. Now, he had the eight box last week. They come out in a straight line. He took about 40, 50 metres to clear him, and he put him away by the first corner, bolted in a sensational 24.29. Does he get that opportunity to do it again? Kenya Smurf is going to come out and probably go with him, and he's got all the brilliant speed, and they're all on par section-wise on his inside. If he get that luxury of that clear running and then be able to do what he did, I just don't think he can. Uh, the money's come for him again, you know, so that's got to be respected. But you can't tip them all. You can make a case for each of the eight runners. And that's the best of this year. Each of the eight runners have got chances, even the boulder, scorching boy. I mean, if they all come together early and they upset each other up front and they tangle up, he's the sort of dog that could run over the top of them. We saw what happened last week with one hot bandit. So things are possible. Um, he's a greyhound that, you know, connections are happy with the eight, but I just don't think he's got the speed to go with him early and he could be hung up out there. So, look, in saying that, I'm tipping Zipping Novak. I think he can win it. He's just drifted a bit, 260 to 230 on tab six odds overnight. I think Nangar Jim at, at the $15 is massive overs. He's going to be there all the way. He'll just keep giving this young dog. Um, and as I said, we saw it back in 82. I know it's a long time ago, uh, 40 years ago with Speedy LaRue, but the young, the young dogs can do it. And I think he'll give a sight. I think Coy Model, great effort for Annie to get her back. She'll be vastly improved by that run last week. But she'll, you know, they'll all be working overtime. But we know what she can do. We know the time she can run. Um, I've got to put her in and quantify was going to get the cosy run. I've just gone with the inside four dogs. Uh, but it's an outstanding race to make. The money's come for Nangar Larry. 350 in the 290 overnight. Dipping Novak's out to $3. And quantify was on the drift too. 360 to 440. But... Look, it's probably a race that punters can probably back a couple in at the uh, the way the market is at the moment, Simon. Yeah, comprehensive as always, Gaz. Plenty of machinations ahead of the Golden Cup tomorrow. Group 3 event worth $40,000. Just a couple of interesting notes. If you want to see more about Nangar Jim, head to thedogs.com.au. I spoke to Joe McFadden yesterday for Nangar Jim's final run up the straight. He gave us some little insights into how he's going. And interestingly, Gaz, I don't know if you saw this, but Andy Lord said last week on record that Coin Model is the fastest greyhound he's ever had, which just blew me away considering we've just seen the end of a, a wonderful chaser in the likes of She's a Pearl. So there you go. Coin Model currently $9. Nangar Larry for the Andy and J.D. Lord Kennel, the favourite, 280 in the Golden Cup. Last one before I let you go this morning, Gaz. The Golden Greyhound Racing Club is just seemingly going from strength to strength, arguably the best kennel block in the state. I'd have a sleep in there if I was allowed. Uh, the, the facilities there in terms of uh, the kitchen and, and the viewing platform to watch the races is, is superb. And we know there's 
work in play to improve the track and also get a straight track going down there. As a president of the club, are you satisfied with where you guys are at at the moment? Yeah, certainly. It's been a lot of work over a long period of time. Probably all goes back to uh, to 2012 when the uh, the kennel block uh, was opened up. And that was in July 2012, and it was opened up the first day we made that transformation from a non-tab to a TAB meeting. Um, and then about four years later, of course, that marvellous uh, viewing complex, as you said, with the facilities down there uh, for all the uh, the owners and trainers and the uh, uh, all the patrons, um, absolutely outstanding. And, uh, and then, of course, from that point, we decided then to draw up plans and look towards improving the the actual racing track itself. And then the idea was to put a, a straight track in, of course, uh, with Wyong gone and then Appen eventually closed down. And that's been five uh, five years in the, the working, um, both with Grand Racing New South Wales and, uh, and also the local council, the Mulwari Council. They've been absolutely outstanding, uh, both organisations. And we're very, very close now uh, with the, the straight track. Of course, it's going to be a lone uh, straight track under lights, and that's going to be absolutely fabulous. A uh, couple of distances. And then, of course, the modification. Well, not really the modification, but the improvement the, uh, of the, the circle track. We've got to uh, widen the, uh, the track. We've got to extend the, uh, the two uh, straights, the back and the home straights. We're going to include a 500 and a, a six, uh, 60-metre distance there. Um, and of course, then we're going to put the track lights in, so we'll have night racing on both the circle and the straight. So, look, there's been a, a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, work that has been needed, particularly with council. But we believe that very early in the new year, at this stage, we're hoping all being well. Looking about January, uh, hopefully when the tractors go in and the straight track will be the uh, the first to be worked on there. So, exciting times, uh, Simon. We've already had a few trainers move down into the area. We've had a lot of uh, inquiries from other trainers out west. Um, they'd also want to move down there when it's all completed. So it'll be a great setup, great setup for racing, great setup for pups, breaking in, training, everything. So, yeah, as I said, it's uh, it's been about 15 years of hard work, uh, continual thoughts going into how we can continue to develop racing down there. And it will become one of the great uh, venues in the state. Well said, mate. Gary Clark, uh, best of luck tomorrow for the 40th call of the Golden Cup. As we said, race eight on the program, five 17 p.m. The fireball goes off at 4:37. His tips: Pack and Silk in the fireball, and then Zipping Novak in the cup. Appreciate it, mate. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. I appreciate all your time and all the support over the last couple of weeks. And again, thank you to everybody for uh, all their comments. And uh, looking forward to the big day. Let's hope uh, it all goes off well. Thank you, Simon. There he goes, Gary Clark, uh, wonderful servant of the Golden Greyhound Racing Club. We wish him all the best tomorrow. Just a few quick bets before. We leave today around the state. Gunnedah race five, number eight, Panama Boy. Five, eight, Gunnedah, Panama Boy. And then Adapto tonight, race eight, number five, Lock and Var Hawk. That's eight, five, Adapto. That's the show for another week. Good luck if you're having a punt over the next few days. Get on down to Goulburn if you can tomorrow. And until next week, hooroo.